Welcome to Life After Childbirth. My name is Weslina Maxi, and I'm an occupational therapist on an extraordinary path to change women's health and the care we receive postpartum. Join me as we grow together on this journey. Let's talk Life After Childbirth. So on this podcast, I really want to make sure that I cover a lot of, of everything, of everything, life after childbirth, whether that's relationship, whether that's toddler, teenager years, um, newborn years, pregnancy, labor, all of that. So today we're going to talk about sports and extra activities that we put our kids in and how we run ourselves ragged. And But we just want them to be happy and we want them to try things, try new things, see what they like. Because, of course, they don't know what they like until they try it. So how are they supposed to know that they enjoy that or that's their calling unless they try it, right? So we want to put them in soccer, karate, basketball, gymnastics, piano, all of those things so they can figure out who they are and what they like. But how do we do that? How do we do that without, how do we decide without running, running ourselves ragged, running ourselves everywhere every day of the week? So my son started gymnastics um, when, around when he was three. And Olivia just recently started because she turned three in October, but we waited until she was fully potty trained um, until we had got her in there. So she started this month, actually. And now Tedwin's wanting to get back into gymnastics because he took a little break. He did soccer and he did, um, what was the other one? Karate for a little while. And so now they're both going to be in gymnastics, which is great. But then the other day, my mom asked me, what about getting them to learn piano? What about soccer this year? Because it's spring and so spring season's coming up. And I said, well, he gets to pick one. Because I remember when I was young that my mom, she put us on whatever we wanted to be put in. And that's all fine and dandy, but we also have to think of our mental health. We have to think of financial-wise, is this smart to put us all in this? And then mental health of the child as well. Oh, we have soccer Monday. We have homework Tuesday. We have um, choir on Wednesday, we have soccer again on Saturday, gymnastics on Friday, you know, we're going to go golfing on Thursday, you know, just running them ragged as well, keeping them busy where they don't have any downtime, they don't have any quiet time. It's also bad for their mental health as well, not just the adults. And it's okay to limit them to one or two activities and that's it and if they want to try something new that's great but let's take a break on baseball this season let's try gymnastics let's try dance you know um during hunting season let's just do hunting and we can put a break on basketball or whatever season that is because it's okay to take breaks and come back to it and see oh i really did enjoy that i really do miss it Instead of just continuing to do three activities just so they can figure out what they like, you can always come back to it. You can always take a pause and so they can figure out what they really enjoy, what they really miss, and all of that. 
I think as parents, we put a lot on ourselves a lot of the time. We want the best. We want them to learn. We want them to interact. We want them to socialize, which is amazing. That's amazing. I want my kids to socialize, to interact, to um, be coached and taught by other people. That way they know how to respect other people and know how to take um, constructive criticism. I want them to do all that. But that doesn't mean that they need to be in four activities every two weeks, ten activities each month. And as a family as well, we need family time. We needed some downtime. We need a moment to breathe. We need a chill night is what we call it in our household. A chill night. Ted will um, he'll notice that we're just chilling or whatever and he's like, oh, is tonight a chill night? I'm like, yes. Yes, honey, it is. And they love it. They they love that we do have those chill nights. You know, we'll go on bike rides sometimes. We'll do all of this. We'll do puzzles. We'll wrestle and play games. Um, they're in, you know, their activity that they chose. So it's not that every night's chill night. But as humans, we need chill nights. We need moment. <laughs> you know, we need downtime. And I think we get wrapped up around needing to do everything or thinking that we need to do everything. And that goes back to how society as a whole talks about what we should be doing for our kids if we're not putting them in all of the things that they need to be in or want to be in, then we're somehow failing. But they also don't talk about the part where if you don't put them all in, you're not failing. You are doing a service to them to teach them that it's okay to have chill nights. It's okay to not do every extra clickerl activity that is out there. Every sport, every guitar lesson and all of that. You can find what you really like to do and really enjoy by doing it one at a time. Doing it two activities at a time. Taking a break from the other and trying a different one. And, and whether that's, you know, figuring out that you like painting or journaling. I think sometimes we keep our kids so busy and ourselves so busy that we forget about the creative activities that we can create out of boredom. Let your kids be bored. Um, I try to instill that in my kids. Sometimes it's hard. But let them be bored so they can get creative. They can explore. They can paint. They can draw. All of those things. And then thinking about bringing your kids to activities all the time. Um, Say you have a six-year-old that's in baseball and you just had a newborn. That is so much, so much stress. And I'm not saying you should take out your kid out of baseball just because you had a newborn. Like, But if it is affecting how stressed you are or your mental health or having that newborn out in the hot freaking sun because baseball lasts forever. I honestly hope neither one of my kids end up liking baseball or softball. Just not my cup of tea. But if they do, I will be there. But I will whine about it because it's hot and they're long and tournaments are all weekend long and it's ridiculous. But the people that I see that are nursing their newborn or trying to calm their 11 month old because they can't walk yet but they want to get down 
but you're like, oh, I don't want them to crawl over the dirt and the sidewalk because for one, it's hot and that sidewalk's hot. And for two, people might judge me or whatever it is. So just all those extra stresses that come with getting out of the house and getting to those activities. And then from that baseball game, you have to go to soccer practice and you have to go to guitar and you have to go fish on Sunday. All those things, it's okay to narrow it down. How do you decide? It doesn't have to be all of the, or nothing. It doesn't have to be all of them. And you don't necessarily have to carve it down to just one. But figuring out your balance, your family's balance, your kids' balance, if they're, maybe if they're, you know, whining every week about, oh, I don't want to go, I don't want to go to this practice, or this practice, or they're excited about the soccer practice, but not the baseball practice, you know, then take that other one out. Or evaluate how many activities or tasks or sports that they're in. Be like, well, they are eight, you know, and they don't really have much chill days or free time. Maybe I should knock this down and just make that executive decision for them. It might be the best thing for them, for your family, for their mental health, for your mental health. I think, you know... Within, like, the last five years, we've started talking about mental health more and how it is normal and how we all get overstimulated and overworked and overwhelmed. And, you know, back in the day when my mom was picking what sports to put us in and um, supporting us and whatever we decided, she wasn't really thinking about herself. She wasn't thinking that or even thinking about mental health in general about kids mental health or not that she didn't care about that she did she definitely did and she definitely communicated with us and all of that but sometimes it's just so overwhelming to try to narrow that down or say maybe this is too much but they really want to do it they're gonna hate me if I don't let them do it all those things that come into factor when you're trying to decide, do I take them out? Do I put them in this? Do I get them, let them be so busy that they're so busy and they don't even realize it and they just feel like that's normal, you know? And sometimes it is normal, but you don't have to be that busy. You can make that executive decision and they might thank you for it in a year they might be like thank you for only like narrowing it down to one because I was so overwhelmed I didn't know what I liked really and I realized I really miss going to tennis practice can we really start that back up and I think I'm gonna let soccer go for a little while and just letting empowering them and making that decision and letting them in the collaboration of making that decision Because as they get older, they don't have, as they get older, they do have decisions to make and all of that. But sometimes we're making those decisions for them. And sometimes we need to collaborate with them to see how they feel about doing football, baseball, basketball, soccer. Um, Some of them overlap. You know, when I was in middle school, I played soccer and basketball and they overlapped and That was a really hard decision to stay in basketball while I know what 
while I knew soccer had already started. And I was like, everybody's getting to know each other, starting bonding. You know, there's already going to be a leader by the time I get there. All those things ran through my head. And I'm like, I don't want to have to choose. But I felt like that was the best decision for me. And so in freshman year, I did end up, or after freshman year, I decided to switch over and only do soccer, which was the best decision. I went on and played college soccer. So within that, I was able to make that decision myself and it didn't land just on my mom making that decision. Cause that can be a very hard decision to make. Like, where is my kid going to end up? Am I going to decide that they should continue guitar lessons and they end up hating music? Am I going to continue to let them play soccer and they end up, you know, a college star? You just never know. And it's a hard decision that you make for the rest of their lives. And they're going to blame you or thank you for those decisions. And I think it goes back to collaborating with your kid in a lot of decisions as they grow and as they learn and educating them on decisions and why this decision is better than another one. You know, it's not always because I told you so. Now, I, I do find myself saying that. And sometimes I just want to stab myself in the mouth because I hated when my mom or dad said that to me. But I do find myself saying that. But it's not always because I said so. It's educating them on why I said that letting them understand why you're making the decision or why this is better for our family and our health and our routine and our habits that we have. This is better in this sense. Don't you agree? And like asking them, what do you see when we go to soccer and basketball, you know, back to back? How do you feel on those nights that we have those activities on the same day? And then letting them reflect on how they feel and how busy they feel and go, 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 go back to fight or flight. You know, we're always in that fight or flight as humans because we're always on the go. And like I said, it's good to have a chill night. It's good to meditate or have quiet time and just be with you, with you and a coloring board, with you and your breath with you and your tablet. It's okay to have that time. So educating and letting your child know, your teenager know that meditation and mindfulness is not just sitting there, you know, crossing your legs crisscross and putting your finger and your thumb together and closing your eyes. It's about listening to your body. If it's in, go, go, go. Breathe. Take a deep breath. Take a moment. Read a book. Close your eyes. Take in all the air, the fresh air, whatever it may be. And just enjoy that moment instead of go to soccer, go to basketball, do homework, go to sleep, wake up, get ready, go to school, be good, be nice, do my homework go to piano tonight, go do this, go to tennis. Oh, I need to be a good daughter. Oh, I need to be a good son. 
oh, I need to take a shower tonight. Oh, I forgot my homework. It's too much go, go, go sometimes. And it's okay to be overwhelmed with all that go, go, go. It's okay to take that step back. Whatever you decide and whatever you and your partner decide, you, your partner, and your child decide is what's best for you and your family. But know that it can be too much. It can be too much and you not realize it. It can be too much and your kid doesn't realize it. So just taking a step back and evaluating how each day goes, how each week goes, and how are we feeling? Are we feeling overwhelmed? Are we okay? Are we okay being this busy? Are we taking moments for our mental health? Are we, you know, doing the hobbies that we like to do, whether that's crocheting or knitting or drawing? Are we still having time for those things? And if not, again, assessing, evaluating what's going on in each day, each week, each month, and figuring out what's best for you and your family. My goal is to reach as many women as I can to talk about life after childbirth. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please share on social media and let me know what you liked about it. If you haven't already, subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. And if you feel persuaded to do so, leave a review so we can reach others and begin to talk more about life after childbirth.